Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. Today's Old Testament reading is from Jeremiah chapter 8. You shall say to them, thus says the Lord, when men fall, do they not rise again? If one turns away, does he not return? Why then has his people turned away in perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit, they refuse to return. I have paid attention and listened, but they have not spoken rightly. No man relents of his evil, saying, what have I done? Everyone turns to his own course, like a horse plunging headlong into battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her times, and the turtle dove, swallow, and crane keep the timing of their coming. But my people know not just the decrees of the Lord. How can you say, we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us, but behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. The wise men shall put it to shame, they shall be dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is it in them? Therefore I will give them their wives to others and their fields to conquerors, because the, from the least to the greatest, everyone is greedy for unjust gain. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they committed domination? No, they were not ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among the fallen. When I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. If you'll join me in the middle of your bulletin for the catechetical review, confession. What is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins and second, that we receive absolution. That is forgiveness from the pastor as from God from himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by in our own sins are forgiven before God in heaven. What sin should we confess? Before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even those that we are not aware of, as we do in the Lord's Prayer, but before the pastor, we should confess only those sins which we know and feel in our hearts. Which are these? Consider your place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker? Have you been disobedient, unfaithful, or lazy? Have you been hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome? Have you hurt somebody by your words or deeds? Have you stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, or done any harm? Today's epistle reading is from Romans chapter 9. <clears throat> what shall we say then, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it? That is, a righteousness that is by faith. But what that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as it was, were based on works. 
They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, for being ignorant of righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is in the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is the word of the Lord. is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground you and your children with you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priest and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, scandal. You've heard that word. In fact, I think there's a, like, like Netflix or one of those... Uh, one of those things has a show called Scandal. And when we think, when we think of it in our, in our time today, of course, we think of it as in terms of some news item that comes across the screen of our phone or computers. Many of these we'll see have to do with idols, with celebrities, the shocking things that have been uncovered um, and reported. And they never stop. And in some ways, I think it's fair for, uh, to say that at many times, you and I aren't really shocked by some of the things that we hear and see anymore, as we often remark about the way it seems our world is going. So this is the way that we kind of think about scandals. In my sermon text today, which is the reading from Romans, we hear about a scandal. It's kind of disguised because we don't see it in the same way that we would regarding these other types of scandals. In fact, what Paul is really saying here is that, by, that this is by far the greatest scandal in all of human history. And what are we talking about? Here it is. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. If we look at this carefully, it's a scandal. The stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. 
And in Greek, the word here actually for this is skandalon. That's right, scandal. God sending his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for the sins of mankind. In so doing, he created a scandal. Jesus Christ was a stumbling block, is a stumbling block, an offense, a scandal to the Jews, Paul's blood by birth. They who had the law and the prophets were hung up on their so-called righteous living through their outward appearance of keeping the law. But they failed to obtain righteousness because they didn't seek after it by faith, but as though they could obtain their righteousness through their works of the law. Their outward appearance. Dear saints, we know that the law cannot save us and it only condemns. God therefore proposed this method of justification so that that means just as if you and I had never sinned through the righteousness won in his son Christ alone. This free gift is suitable for sinners. And what did the Jews do? This free gift. They rejected it. This was scandalous for them. They kicked against that rock. It became a stumbling stone for them, but it wasn't just a stumbling block for them, a stone of stumbling and rock of offense to an unbelieving people. All unbelieving people. Rejecting the plan of salvation as proposed by God will result in the same condemnation of the unbelieving Jews. But Paul continues to pray for his unbelieving kinsmen, that they would come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ and be saved. In fact, Paul acknowledges that they have a zeal for God, but this zeal is not in accordance with proper knowledge. That is, the knowledge that true righteousness is found only by believing in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. But instead of acknowledging this righteousness, they were bound to bring out their own. Christ fulfilled the law perfectly in every way, and therefore in Christ the law has found its end. It has been terminated. This law then can no longer condemn or accuse you or me. And now there is full and complete righteousness for everyone who believes. This is the only way that we obtain righteousness, is through Christ. No man comes to the Father but through the Son. Well, we in our fallen state, like the fellow Jews in Paul's time, can still get caught up in the idea that we can somehow obtain righteousness for ourselves. That we can, in some way, keep the law. The devil likes to come in and whisper lies, convincing us of something completely different. Today, it gets captured in language that it's like kind of things like this. God wants us to be good and kind to one another. Or better yet, God wants us to be happy and feel good about ourselves. And then maybe we use God as a quick help that we, we just call on when we're in a fix and we need help. The world likes to think of the goodness and kindness in everyone and that good people are going to go to heaven. The, the good described here is being kind and nice, contributing positively to society and leaving some kind of mark that you were a good person in this life. 
Surely God will not reject such a person. This kind of thinking and reasoning is no different than the people we read of in Romans. It is such a heinous, sinful, selfish, rebellious thing that began back in Eden to think that we know better than God and we can choose him and in so doing, we can choose our own destiny. It's scandalous. It's unreasonable to think that the only way to obtain everlasting life is through Jesus Christ alone. And this is certainly the hang-up of much of the world. Those outside of the church, those outside of Christ. This kind of human reason and understanding has always been the enemy of God. Because it's grounded in evil from the father of lies, the deceiver, the devil himself, who continues to perpetuate these lies to mankind that we know better. And dear saints, don't think for one minute that he's not going to try to convince you of these kinds of things and many more. He's warring against the church every day. You, as a baptized child of Christ, therefore, are marked. You're a target. The devil would like you to think that if you just continue to be kind to others, if you can just get along, if I can just do a few good deeds to my fellow man, everything is going to be fine, I'll get to heaven. The problem is, in all of this, we elevate ourselves to the status of God, breaking the first commandment. We know better. We are our own God. But then the gospel comes and breaks us, crushes us. We come to this rock, this stumbling block. We fall on it, crushed by it, because this gospel of offense, this scandal says that there's no salvation for us other than through Jesus Christ. He takes all of your brokenness, all of your pride, your desire to be God, and crushes it there. He kept the law perfectly that you could not do, that you are incapable of doing, and gives you his righteousness. What a great exchange that is. You are holy and righteous because of what he's done, not by anything that you can do or can ever do. And every time that we begin to think that we warrant salvation through works, we've sinned. Scripture tells us that there is none who is righteous, no, not even one. It is a total preposterous lie from the devil that there is good in us. That we have control of our final destination. Like the Jews and Romans, this can still be a stumbling block for many in the, in the world today. And certainly it finds its way into the church. Well, dear saints, this morning, thanks be to God for this scandal. For you, dear saint, have been broken. You have seen the sinner that you are, how utterly helpless you are. There is no hope for you other than in Christ Jesus. He is the rock, the rock upon whom the church has been built, the confession that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. There is no other way of salvation. And he chose you. He called you out of darkness. He has sealed you as his own through your baptism. He has crushed the enemy through his dying and rising again. Like the scandal that God appropriated for you through his son, may that continue to fill you with joy and hope that has been won for you and him from, from this day and until that final day. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you.